0: Ramble.
1: Our apartment lease in New York City is almost up, which means it's time for that hunt for the perfect apartment again. And I'm sure everyone can agree to this, but when your apartment takes off all of the boxes, you feel so much happier being home. You look forward to going home. But it is hard. It is hard finding the perfect place, especially in a place like New York. For us, we need to have an end unit washer and dryer. That is like a non-negotiable. We need to have hardwood floors because of my allergies. And we love any unit facing south. West. that is golden hour prime time and since we're not in new york city right now we've been using apartments.com to help us find our new home apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all of your specific unique boxes I love that there's a ton of 3D virtual tours which have come in honestly so handy for us because we're constantly traveling these days. It saves us so much time and money and it's really helpful for if you're moving to a new city. Maybe you're moving to the next town over, saves you so much time. My favorite feature though is the amenity filters so you can make sure your possible future home has all of the amenities you need. Like I said, in-unit washer and dryer, but you can even search for units with a balcony so you can enjoy a nice sunrise with your coffee. And once you find a new place that you like, you can even favorite them so they're all neatly organized. I get so excited to apartment hunt every night with my fiancé. So visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place.
0: In 2016,
1: in South Korea, a woman walks into the police station to report that her ex-boyfriend had taken explicit photos of her without her consent. She wants to file a formal police report. The ex-boyfriend then gets called into the police station where he says he's more than willing to do anything that he possibly can to show that he is innocent of what he is being accused of. But the problem is, it's broken. The police are like, what do you mean it's broken? His phone was conveniently broken. But the police, they're thinking, we can't just tuck away the case and call it a good day. We're going to have the man send his phone in to a data forensics company, the same one that recovered all the data from this Sewer Ferry victim's phones, and have an mm. IT specialist look at it to see if they can recover any data. So an IT specialist takes it in, and for his privacy, we will refer to him as Park. Park gets assigned this man's phone and he's trying to work on recovering any and all the data from the device and he's really good at his job. He recovers almost everything, over 200,000 text messages, group chats.
0: 200,000 text messages? Yeah,
1: 200,000 individual text messages.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Videos, photos, I mean anything that could be recovered, he's recovered it. But suddenly, the police call the IT guy and tells him, we don't need your services anymore. I mean, you can just stop what you're doing and give the phone back to the man who brought it to you. They explain very briefly, the girlfriend has since dropped the criminal case. She's retracted her statements and said that she lashed out at her ex out of anger and that there were no photos. So the investigation is over.
0: Wait, so did the police look at the text messages? No,
1: they didn't look at anything. They're like, just turn it in. We don't even want to look at it. We don't even want to bother ourselves with this. Mm. But for the tech employee, Park, it felt like the investigation was just getting started. While he had been retrieving all the lost data from the man's phone, he couldn't help but peek. You know, I mean, could you really call it peeking? He has to verify that the data is being recovered. And how can you do that without even glancing at said data? And what he saw were images of women, unconscious, naked, videos of unconscious women being essayed, women being drugged and abused. In group chats, there were prices under these women, the cost of how much it would be to essay them yourself. Menus, literal catalogs of women for sale. Messages that depicted people discussing the quote sale of these women. They would read like, Number one, doesn't talk that much and kind of loves money. She also has aspects where she doesn't have much charisma in drinking scenes, but her visuals are great. Number three, good visuals. She's bright. She's fun while drinking. But the negative aspect is she gets a little messy when she's drunk, but still a lot of charisma. The receiving end texts back, Then let's go with number five, along with number three. Girls were just being sold to the highest bidder. Messages showed people sharing videos of unconscious women drugged, dragged and essayed the receiving parties of these messages. They reacted to the videos as if they were watching a funny TikTok, something entertaining, not a literal crime. They would text things like I fed her sleeping pills and assaulted her in the back, then in the front, then in the back again, and then I finished. People were responding, ha, 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 ha. Redacted, insert person's name, ate him. Some other people commented, the mouth on her is great. Another chat log showed a picture of a sleeping woman and the friends responded, who is it? Her body is so freaking good. Another chat included a video of an unconscious woman being essayed with the text, who wants to watch explicit videos tonight? The friends responded, what's this? Is she unconscious? The sender responds, and if she is, send a video with an alive girl. It's because she's unconscious, I can take these high quality videos with flash. Someone else in the group chat responds, you raped her, (laughs) hee hee. In another text they write, she doesn't even remember who she did it with, implying that the drugs they fed the victim altered her memory. But someone else responds into the chat, no, she's just an R word. As Park is reading some of these messages and glimpsing at some of these pictures, he is realizing that there are literal crimes being committed in these group chats. Women are being drugged and essayed. He needs to alert the authorities about it. This feels like a shady crime syndicate out there running some sort of brothel out of their basement. He opens the group chat in full to see what other crimes they had committed. And he was shocked to see that he recognized every single contact name in there. The phone belonged to a famous Korean idol by the name of Jung Chun Young or J.J.Y. He was the lead of a band called J.J.Y. Band. <sighs> Another idol from FT Island named Choi Jong Hoon, Lee Jong Hyun, lead vocalist and guitarist of CN Blue, and the biggest name of all was Lee Seung Lee from the global group Big Bang. And these messages, they revealed a complex sex trafficking ring operated by some of the biggest names in the Korean entertainment industry. The chat logs were between some of the most well-known beloved celebrities in the industry. The wholesome kind of idols, like the ones that girls would look at and show their boyfriends and say, he would never do this. In another group chat, the idols joke about how five of them gang-essayed a drugged woman the night before a fan sign event. There was another shocking video of a woman being dragged out of a club owned by Yi Lee, Lee by her hair, by a man who is about to do God knows what to her, and she's trying to desperately get the club employees' attention by smacking down their laptop screens as she's getting dragged out by her hair. Employees don't even look. They act like nothing is happening. The video was spread through the group chat. And so was another one. Well, it's a text message. And this is the reason why the employee of the data forensic company could never go to the police with these messages. A text read, I saw the messages between the young and the police chief. They found out who snitched. Even high up police commissioners were exposed to be VIP clients of this sex trafficking ring. Park had just uncovered a sex trafficking ring run by celebrities, police officials, and there was nobody that could help him. There was nobody that could save the victims because everyone at the top was dirty. But Park would secretly make a copy of every single text message. And three years later, it would be released onto the internet, exposing one of the most shocking Korean cases to date, the Burning Sun case. We would like to thank today's sponsors who have made it possible for Rotten Mango to support the Joyful Heart Foundation, whose mission is to transform society's response to sexual assault, domestic violence, child abuse, and they really aim to support survivors through their healing and reclaiming of their lives through things like education, advocacy, and policy change. This episode's partnerships have also made it possible to support Rotten Mango's growing team of dedicated researchers and translators, I mean, they really put their all into these cases. They focus on shedding light on stories from all over the world. And we would also like to thank you guys for your continued support as we work on our mission to be worthy advocates for these causes. And as always, full show notes are available at RottenMangoPodcast.com. Now, Burning Sun is a case that we're revisiting from long, long ago because it's resurfacing in the news. There was a recent scandal... That we'll get into. And additionally, because I feel like our quality of research has drastically improved. So truly, this is going to be a deep, deep dive onto the horrors of this case. Because It's a lot. We had multiple translators, researchers help assist with this one. There was one RM meeting where we had like seven people in three different time zones just on a call for hours trying to get through everything again. We're like going through it three times, four times just to make sure everything is good. But as always, if there's anything we've missed or anything that was lost in translation or wasn't properly clarified, please let us know in the comments. And with that being said, let's get started. This case took place in Korea around 2018, but it's back in the news cycle for a lot of K netizens because of a new picture that was posted to Instagram. Well, two pictures. We'll call them picture A and picture B. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, I'm going to describe both pictures to you. Picture A shows a beautiful private swimming pool from a resort in Bali. It seems like one of those villas that you can rent and someone took a picture of the private pool in the back. The water in the pool is turquoise blue. There's beautiful palm trees, banana leaf trees surrounding the pool. There's this beige cushioned lounge chair next to the pool that you can lay down in and sit in the sun. It's beautiful. It looks expensive, which makes it a very typical picture to post on Instagram. Picture B is almost an exact copy of picture A. But it's not a repost. It's not like someone stole picture A and pretended I'm in Bali too. It's a completely new photo. It shows more of the villa than the pool from picture A, but you can tell it's the same exact place. Two pictures in the same villa in Bali. So what's the big problem here? It's a resort in Bali. Of course, there's going to be lots of people from all over the world staying there and taking pictures. Picture A was posted by Girl A, since they want to remain anonymous in the news. Picture B was posted by Girl B. The problem here was they ran in the same circles where it was discovered that they were both dating the same man. Former K-pop star, former inmate and owner of the nightclub Burning Sun, Lee Seung Lee. And I'm going to be brief with the scandal that unfolds because there's not too much to it. But Lee was cheating on multiple women and taking them on back-to-back trips with the same exact itinerary. So he would ask girl A, who thinks she's in a monogamous relationship with him, to fly out to Bali to see him. He would rent a villa, take her to very specific restaurants and dates. And after five days, she would fly back to Korea. And that same day that she leaves Bali, girl B who also believes that she's in a monogamous relationship with him, would fly into Bali to see him. She would stay in the exact same villa Girl A had just left from. I mean, it's likely that Girl A's perfume scent is still in the villa at this point, And he would take Girl B on the same exact dates that he had just taken Girl A. Everything is identical. He had planned the exact same trip for both girls, took them to the same restaurants, the same beaches, the same hotels, the same cafes. He didn't even wait 48 hours before both trips. It was back to back. Girl A flies into Bali. Girl A flies out of Bali. Girl B flies into Bali. Girl B flies out of Bali. And all of this was quote unquote exposed when both girls discovered that they had posted the exact same picture of the villa and they started texting each other about their Bali trips. The story was sold to Dispatch, and some netizens commented on the scandal. I hope the girls don't think that it's just girl A through B. Singly probably has women A through Z.
0: I thought he was in jail.
1: That's what a lot of people were also saying. Like, what? What's going on? Why are we writing these random cheating articles about a literal criminal? What's happening? So is he happening? in jail or no? He's free.
0: He's free. Was what, he, he in jail? jail?
1: He was in jail. Oh, for, he's already out. He was only in there for one and a half years.
0: And now he's back to dating people already.
1: Back to, yeah, being involved with women. A lot of the comments had the same reaction as you. I mean, they were just shocked. They were shocked that he was in the news. They were shocked that he was out of prison. They were shocked that girls would even go out with him. That they would travel all the way to Bali to be with him in the first place when his club Burning Sun was exposed for basically having a sex trafficking ring operating during club hours.
0: Yeah, how is he only a year and a half? That's insane for yeah. the level of crime he committed.
1: A lot of people actually speculate that this is Hung Lee trying to get back into the industry. It sounds counterproductive because why would a cheating scandal be good for him? But to have these mini scandals that sound like celebrity scandals are probably better than having Burning Sun as the last scandal. And God forbid wow. he's trying to make a comeback. Like, I'm not even sure how that's possible. But just in case that's his end goal, let us all refresh our memories of the case of the burning sun, what was later dubbed the VIP rape company. A young woman named Min Jung woke up in a bed. And her eyes still felt really out of focus. That's how she describes this whole feeling, is her eyes feel out of focus. She tries turning her head to see where she is, and she doesn't recognize the room that she's in. She doesn't even remember how she got into this room to begin with. In fact, she doesn't remember much or really anything at all for the past few hours. She keeps blinking and trying to reach for any memory of even the last hour. There's literally nothing in there. And then a man walks into the room. She remembers him. But before she can act, he's on the bed, holding her down, strangling her. She's kicking, biting him, trying to push him off of her, but he's way too strong. He's simultaneously strangling her with one hand and using the other hand to cover her mouth. He's using his body weight to push down on her body. She felt like she was going to die. Every time she tried to get up, he pushed her harder down into the bed. Her neck is bent against the headboard at a dangerous, painful angle. And she would later say, I felt like I was going to die. I felt like he was going to kill me. She could not get this man off of her. He would proceed to rip off her clothes and essay her. Each time he pushed her, she could feel her neck bending more and more against the headboard. She said she felt like her neck was going to snap. After this brutal assault, she grabs the mini trash can by the bed and she throws up everything that she has in her system. The throw up was this dark brown color. It was blood. She said at this point she really, really, really felt like she was going to die. Because earlier, the focus had been trying to get him off of her. But now, now that he's off of her, she doesn't really know what his plans are. She had seen his face. He had brutally assaulted her. Is he gonna let her go? Was he just gonna keep her captive and keep repeating what he just did? Was he gonna kill her to make sure that she didn't report him? Minjung likely ran through all of the options in her mind. She clearly could not fight him off physically. Maybe she could wait for him to look away so she could make a run for it. But the chances of that successfully working felt slim. So she said she got on her knees on the carpeted floor and begged for her life. She was trying to appeal to any sort of humanity or even empathy, if he had any, really. She cried that she just wanted to go home. She would never go to the police about this. Oh my God, she just wanted to see her mom. That's all. She just wanted to see her mom. She finally looks up at the man, this kidnapper, this rapist, and he just starts laughing. He's giggling at her begging for her life. And he responds, if you take a selfie with me, I'll let you go home. What?
0: What? Evidence?
1: He takes out his phone, turns on the front camera, grabs Min and basically forces her to sit on him. Okay, now smile. Min doesn't really know what to make of this. Is he playing a game right now? Like, why would he want to take a picture with her? Was he really going to let her go? She said that she squeezed out a small smile and the man kept his promise. He threw her clothes at her face and pushed her out of the room. She booked it. She didn't even wait to put on her clothes. She just ran down the hallway of this hotel building, out the main door, into the middle of winter in South Korea. Middle of the night. Pitch black. It's snowing. She's half naked, barefoot, but she doesn't feel any of that. She's running towards the main road with her shoes and her pants in her hand, and this other hand is stretched out, trying to flag down the closest taxi. She wants to get out of here and as far away from that man as possible. Because who knows? What if he comes back? What if he changes his mind thankfully a taxi stops and she gets in frantically she gives her address and when she sees the hotel disappear from sight the fight or flight that had kicked in it probably finally calmed down because she looks down and realizes she's still naked from the waist down and there was a taxi driver looking at her in the rearview mirror i mean of course we don't know why this man was looking at her it could be that She's naked from the waist down, and he's like, why is she naked? Mm -hmm. We don't know if he had any sinister intentions. I don't think so. But she put her clothes over her lap, trying to draw the least amount of attention on herself from the taxi driver. She tries to take inventory of everything she has. She notices she doesn't have her phone, credit card, or her winter jacket. I mean, it's bad, but what's worse is that she's missing hours in her memory. She has no idea how she got to that hotel with the man that she was there with. After getting home, Min Jung gathers herself as best as she can and goes to the police station. She reports the physical and sexual abuse and shows them all of the cuts and bruises on her body. She said she wanted a drug test. She knew that she had been drugged. I mean, this had never happened before. Her memory had always been fine, but now she conveniently has a gap in her memory and ends up at a hotel with a man that viciously essayed her. No, she was drugged. This isn't right. She demands a drug test, and she knows that this is not only going to prove that he essayed her, but he drugged her in order to do it. This was going to convict him. It was going to get her justice. Put that sick man behind bars so that he could never do it again. Drugging, assaulting women, making them beg for their lives before throwing them out naked onto the street. I mean, it was despicable. She's going to make sure that he gets put away for a long time. The drug test comes back. There are no drugs in her system. What? That doesn't make any sense. And I'm sure she could tell that the police were looking at her like she had lost her mind. She said the police started treating her like she was a liar, like she was a criminal. As if she's just making up lies to get back at a man that she slept with. And she's wondering, why would I do that? I mean, women don't get anything good out of being a victim of a sexual crime, especially in a place like South Korea where female victims are constantly shamed. Why would she make up this kind of lie? Because the man is Chavanos Ratakul. Let's call him Chav. He is a wealthy nepo baby of influential Thai politicians and he is considered a young businessman. But he's honestly just a nepo baby. The police were asking Min Jung with these very patronizing looks on their faces as if they had just caught a kid in a lie. Wait, so
0: the police knew it was him?
1: Yeah. What? She was like, I know this man. Let me give you the name of this man. I remember this man. They're like, are you sure it was really rape? I mean, we heard from witnesses that saw you guys at a club together and said that you guys were very close, and he is from a wealthy family. Are you sure that you weren't just interested in him? And maybe you went back to the hotel with him, did something that you're not very proud of. Min Jung felt like the police aren't even doing a thorough investigation. They just saw negative drug test, rich man being accused of rape, must be some sort of gold-digging scheme to get money out of the guy. Min Jung is like, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. Do you have CCTV footage of the hotel reception? Because I, in the hotel lobby, I can assure you, I did not walk in there willingly. She's thinking, yeah, okay, fine. Who knows if she's been drugged since the test came back negative, but there's just no way, no way that she would have willingly gone to a hotel room with this man. He maybe had bonked her on the head for all she could remember. Technically, even if she did willingly walk into the hotel with this man, I don't think that means she wasn't assaulted. I just want to put that disclaimer out there. But she's trying to prove something, anything to the police so that they take her seriously, which, you know, they really should have done in the first place. But regardless, they pull the CCTV footage and Min Jung is floored. It doesn't make any sense. She sees herself walking into the hotel with the man willingly. He's not dragging her. She doesn't even appear to be drugged. She's walking normally, stable. She's walking at a leisurely pace. If anything, she's almost leading the man. She's walking in front of the guy. She's having an animated conversation with him. She's seen on CCTV camera of the hotel lobby smiling at the man. How is this possible? Chav is Thai, but since he's the son of influential politicians, he's a celebrity back at home. The allegations followed him all the way from South Korea to Thailand. He did some news interviews where he completely denied it all. I mean, as expected. But he even reported feeling sad. Yeah, he said, I feel very unlucky to have been swept into a case like this. I'm innocent and I feel that this is all very unfair. And as a way of proving his innocence, the news channels played the CCTV footage of the two of them walking into the hotel. He said, When I was going into the hotel, she followed me. She was a hundred percent conscious. The CCTV shows it all. I didn't use any force or put her over my shoulder or carry her in. Min Jong felt like she was going crazy. She was being framed as this liar, accuser, manipulator, gold digger. I mean, they used a lot of eloquent words in the media news outlets, but they basically said she found out that he was rich, seduced him, took a picture with him because she was having fun, and now she's turned around and cried rape because she wants his money.
0: Mm, so the photo was released.
1: Yeah. is like, look, we had a good time. She's smiling. Does that look like someone who's fearing for her life? Wow. Min Jung knew that she would never, in a million years, lie about something like this. And you know what? There was something odd about the CCTV footage. Sure, at first it seems like she's happy to be there, but she has zero memory of it. And second of all, it's negative 8 degrees outside in South Korea. Where is her jacket? She remembers wearing a puffer jacket that night, but she's not wearing it in the hotel footage.
0: So what is she wearing?
1: Like thin light sweater.
0: Okay, like you're wearing yes sweater. Okay,
1: it's just very strange. She's an adult. No one just leaves their jacket out of even if you Mm -hmm. feel hot, you carry your jacket. Yeah, where is her jacket? It just isn't something that she would do. So she keeps trying to piece together the events of that night, and it feels like there are just holes in her memory, as if someone had taken a scalpel and carved out a section of her memory, clean precision. She didn't even have little bits, little flashbacks, nothing. She does remember though, hours long before the hotel, she was getting dressed up to go with her friends to the Burning Sun Club. None of them were really club goers like that, but they just wanted to see what the hype was about. And it really did live up to its reputation. They walk in and the club is packed, everybody's letting loose, enjoying themselves. It wasn't one of those like stuffy, stuck up environments where everybody is eyeing each other up and down. The music is good. I mean, it's loud, but it's very good. Everybody's dancing. It's a nice break from the work and the school. She remembered it was it was fun. She remembered her friends had all purchased a table. They sat down and she offers, hey, I'm going to go to the bar and get us all some drinks. At the bar, she felt this gentle tap on her shoulder. Turns around and it's a man. Now, to give you further context, the Burning Sun is kind of known to be a Wattpad club yeah kind of right in the sense that there were some anecdotal reports that women would go to the burning sun run into wealthy young attractive foreign businessmen and start dating them which is just like an innocent cute wattpad dream it kind of implied that most men at the burning sun are well-connected high-powered high net worth individuals that are also kind of attractive so it's likely Min Jong was like oh, oh my god this is kind of funny it's like my own little wattpad moment right The man is tall, handsome, but more importantly, he was a gentleman. He kept a respectful distance, kept his eyes on her face, not her body. Didn't even try to touch her waist, touch her arm while he laughs. None of that. No physical contact. He's kind, talkative, respectful. In this loud, busy club with people sexually dancing on each other, this tall, handsome guy is asking her about her pets and hobbies. He's very nice. She even joined him in his VIP room later to talk about all these mundane things and it was kind of cute and wholesome. Min Jung's having fun but at the end of the day she is still a girl at a club and that is something that you never really forget. So when he offers her champagne and whiskey she's like oh I don't really drink champagne but I'll take some whiskey. She takes three shots of whiskey that night. I'm not a big drinker so To me, I have no idea how much that is, but apparently it's not much at all, especially if you know your limits, which Min Jung did. She knew that three shots of whiskey would not even make her tipsy. Maybe on an empty stomach, but she ate dinner before she came. I mean, it was just, it was nothing. And she didn't even take the shots back to back. She's not slamming it down. She's careful. She spaces them out, drinking water in between. She even told the guy straight up, hey, I'm not really fond of being drunk, so I'm just going to take it easy tonight. He was so nice about it. He kept pouring her glasses of water and sliding it in front of her. Here, drink the water since you don't want to get drunk. It helps. She thanked him and they continued on with their conversation until she felt this out-of-body, almost a floating sensation. Mid-conversation, her eyes go fuzzy. She was trying to be polite and focus on what this man is saying, but it's like her eyes were out-of-focus camera lenses. She tries wiping her eyes discreetly, blinking, but even her brain starts to feel fuzzy. It feels like she had been drinking heavily all night long, but that doesn't make any sense because she had been so careful not to get drunk. She had even been taking just glasses of water in between her shots of whiskey. She tries to rub her eyes again, but she said that her hands were not coming up to her face now. She tries to move even just one finger. Nothing's moving. It was kind of like sleep paralysis where you can't even move though you try really really hard and even with something like sleep paralysis there's this strong level of panic associated with that feeling of not having control over your body but imagine that experience at a club with a bunch of strangers. I'm sure it's a different level of confusion, stress, anxiety, panic. Her body was no longer responding to her brain. The man that she had been talking to still going on and on about how he had a flight scheduled tomorrow to go back to thailand and he's just fading into this big blur and she heard his voice through it all and it felt like she was listening from a completely different dimension it sounded very distorted she heard him say so you have to make me happy today and that's it she doesn't remember anything else after that just waking up in that bed to be assaulted She knew she wasn't going crazy, even though everyone, including the police, are trying to convince her that she's going crazy. She's thinking, I must have been drugged. And she had a sneaking suspicion that something was in the water at Burning Sun. And water is a big business at Burning Sun. The employees of Burning Sun are incentivized to bring VIPs water to procure good water and protect the VIP's water, and deliver good water to the VIP tables and rooms. If the employees were capable of doing that, some of them would make close to $8,000 in a single night from tips from VIPs. Whoa. All from the big shot foreign VIP clients that are really, really happy about water. The employees of the club would work together as a team to make sure VIP customers got their water they would even have group chats in real time while they're working about how things were going how the VIPs were looking for water how they are enjoying their water who needs more water they would text things like the VIP in the room is looking for good water tonight okay I'm looking for good water hurry he's pestering me for water he's very thirsty he said it doesn't even need to be good water anymore just someone get him some water his fellow coworker responds I'll get him a side dish then it's A little confusing In another chat, an employee texts the other employees, someone is approaching the water I secured for a VIP. Bouncer, hurry up and go protect my water. He gets a response from the bouncer. On it. The bouncer pushes through the crowd towards the bar, scanning the area he spots the water that the employee is talking about. A man is with the water. So he approaches this man, tells him to get lost, and he's standing there awkwardly with the water. But it's not what you imagine. It's not a cup of water. It's not a bottle of water. It's a woman. She's very pretty. She would make the VIPs very happy. Employees at the Burning Sun have their own vocabulary when they were working. When they say water, they were never talking about real water. They were talking about women. Female club goers. That's what they call them. Not humans, not people, not women. Water.
0: So in Korean, like, 물.
1: 물. Yeah. It's like a phrase that you would use if you go outside and you see a ton of pretty people that day, you might say something along the lines of, wow, why is the water so fresh today? That's a way of saying, wow, everyone is so attractive today. Because the slang is, the water is fresh means the fish in the water is fresh and tasty. Water can refer to all genders when it's used in this phrase. Like when people say the water is fresh, it's not just referring to women. It could mean, oh, the guys are attractive, like everybody's attractive. Mm, okay. audible now free for 30 days visit audible.com slash rotten or text rotten to 500, 500. that's audible.com slash rotten or text rotten to 500, 500 to try audible free for 30 days My dogs will eat anything. I mean, I have two Frenchies and it's a daily struggle to keep them from trying to eat toilet paper, bees, even trash. My dogs have no idea what's good for them. And you know, that's okay because their job is to be cute. My job is to take care of them to the best of my ability. That is why I only buy the farmer's dog dog food. Think about it. Most dog foods claims it's made out of whole ingredients. But then why does it come in the form of these very crusty pellets? But dogs will eat anything you give them, even dry kibble. Most dog food claims that they're made out of whole ingredients. But when I stare at these dry kibbles, it's very hard for me to see the whole ingredients. And I always had to mix in bone broth or water because it would be so dry that my dogs would eat too quickly and they would hack it up. It just didn't look tasty. The farmer's dog believes that all dogs deserve to eat real fresh food food. That's why farmer's dog dog food is made from whole wheat and veggies and gently cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve nutritional value. It makes me feel so good seeing my dog's little tails wagging. Sometimes Mango's entire butt will shake when it's time for their dinner because they know. And I know that they're eating fresh, healthy food. It genuinely looks like human food. I've noticed such an improvement in how shiny and soft their coat is and their breath doesn't teleport me into another dimension anymore. I can see the veggies in their food. I mean, my dog always gains a little bit of weight this time last year just because they move around less when it gets a little bit colder. So I feel like it's very important to always watch portions in the winter months. The farmer's dog makes it easy to monitor my dog's portions. Our dog's meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, which is super convenient. All you need to do is tell the farmer's dog about your puppy or your dog, and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. And you can adjust the recipe selection, portion sizes, and delivery cadence according to your needs and schedule. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com mango. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com mango. At the burning sun, water refers to women. Good water refers to very pretty women. And averagely okay women are just side dishes. They are not the main course. The goal for the employees at the Burning Sun is to survey the woman coming into the club, pick the prettiest ones that would please the VIPs, get them drunk, and drug these customers of their own. Drug them before the VIPs get there so they can deliver them to the VIP. The goal would be, she is beautiful, she is beyond the point of consent, the VIP is happy. Because now the VIP doesn't have to waste his time getting her drunk so that he can essay her. He can just go ahead and do whatever he wants to her illegally vip is happy the employees get a big tip that is the ultimate goal of the employees at burning sun and nothing makes them happier than watching the little essay of a young woman they would text videos into their group chat of vip's r-wording unconscious woman they would text things like look at the vip room right now they're doing it they would text back wow it's true from burning sun to hong kong to go to hong kong means reaching the height during intimate activities So if a weird Korean guy asks if you want to go to Hong Kong tonight, he's not asking you to catch a flight with him for a spontaneous trip. He's asking you for something sexual. And employees of The Burning Sun knew VIPs were more likely to tip them and come back if they were going to Hong Kong. But very few girls, ever, got drunk at a club to the point of not being aware of their surroundings or passing out, or at least you don't do that without having friends that you can trust to not let you out of their sight. I feel like most girls know how dangerous that is. So it's up to the employees to get girls into that state quickly and discreetly. Their solution was date rape drugs. They, employees, Sometimes even bartenders would date rape drug the own their own female customers which you know a few things about this are so terrifying how easy it is to spike someone's drink terrifying but also I imagine if I went to a club I might be cautious of strange men around me but I don't think I would ever be really cautious that yeah. the bartender would spike my drink or that the employees would
0: yeah, especially Burning Sun one of the most like famous club
1: high end
0: most high end club like yeah what
1: The employees would date rape drug their own female customers to serve them on a silver platter for higher paying male VIP customers who came to essay the female customers. They drugged women, essayed them, took pictures and videos of the assaults, created a product catalog of the victims to see if other VIPs wanted to pay to essay these victims as well. That was the real business model of Burning Sun. They were, in theory, running a complicated sex trafficking ring and they got away with it for a very long time. Not because they're flying under the radar and never getting called out on it. It's because they were being so blatant about it. There's a saying, I believe in German and it's translated into English as the devil was covering it with its own tail. And it's in reference to something being so out in the open. It's basically right under your nose, but you miss it because the devil has just barely hit it out of plain view. Like, hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. The Burning Sun's reputation was the tale. And if anyone heard any strange, questionable stories coming out of The Burning Sun, first, they would question if the storytellers were even sober enough to remember the events correctly. And if the answer was yes, they would all just kind of shrug and say something along the lines of, eh, this is just what happens at The Burning Sun. The club was owned by a well-known Korean celebrity and a bunch of investors. And the sentiment for a lot of Koreans at the time was, what else do you expect to happen at a place like the Burning Sun? It doesn't have a wholesome reputation. The club was co-founded by Lee Seung Lee, who is known as the Great Gatsby of South Korea. And not because he's a fan of literature and that's his favorite book, but because he throws insane, lavish parties. I'm talking a whole line of bottle girls coming out in line, holding $1,000 bottles of champagne in each hand with insane sparklers shooting out of them. And it's not just one or two bottle girls. It's like a whole parade of them. Stacked champagne glasses ready to be filled. Pretty woman Everywhere, uniformed girls in white and gold sparkly dresses, popping $10,000 bottles, $50,000 bottles. It was crazy. This is the same guy? Seung Lee, where for his own birthday, he had booked at a full luxury resort in the Philippines so that nobody else could stay there, flew 150 of his closest celebrity, Nepo baby, politician children, friends from all over East Asia, not just South Korea, but China, Taiwan, Malaysia, Singapore, Japan, everywhere to the resort flew them out in the philippines to party for four days and three nights straight these are not people that sit in economy he's booking first class tickets for all of them that's
0: crazy
1: he spent twenty thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars on just fireworks for his birthday countdown which is like really a crazy thing to do and the whole weekend ended up being around four hundred and forty four thousand dollars
0: That's crazy because his image is like the opposite of this in the band, Big Bang.
1: This is a guy willing to drop hundreds of thousands, if not like half a million dollars on his birthday party. And he started as this humble, insecure boy. We're going to get into all of it. You know, this became the appeal of Burning Sun. The general population of Korea had started to hear about Lee's parties, started to hear about the new great Gatsby of South Korea, and they wanted to go to one of Gatsby's insane parties. But back before Sung Lee opened Burning Sun, there's no way. How do you get on a celebrity's guest list? But now with Burning Sun, the club, they can experience it firsthand. So yeah, chaos is expected. People would say, did you hear about that underage girl? The underage girl that stole her mom's credit card and spent it all at Burning Sun. Apparently, the mom found out, rushed to Burning Sun. The bouncers called the cops. On the mom, mom gets handcuffed, dragged away. But the crazy thing is, there are speculations that it wasn't just a girl with a fake ID who wanted to party. That maybe Burning Sun was trying to target underage girls to come to the club. Wow. Eh, I don't know how true that is. That's just what happens at the Burning Sun. These are the reactions people would give. There was another report of a couple that went to the Burning Sun and the girlfriend had, you know, she felt comfortable. She was going to this wild, crazy club, but she was going with her boyfriend. So if anybody approached her, she would just say, oh, I have a boyfriend and he's right there. Or if she was scared, she could just ask the boyfriend, hey, can you just take me home? I don't really feel safe. That night at the Burning Sun, her own boyfriend drugged her with date rape drugs at the club then assaulted her at a hotel and filmed it without her consent.
0: That's true or?
1: True. She filed a police report against him. Wow. The boyfriend claimed, my girlfriend consented to it all. We're dating. Of course she consented. She wanted it. She said when you're on GHB, the date rape drug, it feels like you're in a trance. You just do whatever you're told to do and you kind of hear things, but then you have no recollection of anything once you truly wake up and snap out of it. You feel like a zombie, that you can take orders, but you don't remember any of that. But it's just what happens at the burning sun, right? How can they control what kind of boyfriends come in with what kind of intentions? Then another story came out. A witness, Miss K, stated that she was with this guy that she had met at burning sun. And he's like, hey, do you want to come up to my hotel room upstairs? Because the burning sun is attached to a hotel. She accepted. She said that she was just going to go up there to have a drink with him. But as soon as he opens the door to the hotel room, she sees something very, very alarming. A woman is laying unconscious on the couch and a man is shoving his face in her chest and climbing on top of her. He gets off immediately like he had just been caught doing something. He's friends with the guy that she walked in with. So I guess they're sharing this room or something. And he just starts laughing and he's like, oh yeah, like, you know, this is my girlfriend and she's super drunk right now. But that's not what it felt like. The girl didn't just look super drunk. And something about the whole vibe, it didn't seem like his girlfriend either. She called the police, but they responded super nonchalantly about it, saying, Well, technically, no crime really happened, did it? So once again, some people, including the police, were just saying, "Eh, It's just what happens at the burning sun. Another story was of a girl named Sarah well let's call her sarah sarah said that she didn't really know too much about the burning sun other than the fact that her friends would go to the club and come back with these crazy stories of how they felt so extroverted and crazy and it was a blast and how fun it was and she's thinking wow this is kind of this is insane my friends are normally insane introverts that hate leaving the house and this club is bringing them out of their shells naturally she's curious She gets connected to a friend of a friend named Anna, who said that she had been a big party goer and they formed this friendship. Anna offers to take Sarah to the Burning Sun since she had been there before. And Sarah has no clue that Anna didn't just go to the Burning Sun a few times. Anna worked at the Burning Sun as a drug runner. (sighs) Once they get to the club, Anna gives Sarah a pill and encourages her to take it. It was ketamine, which is known to sedate, incapacitate, and cause short-term memory loss in people. It can also be used as a date rape drug. Which an employee of a business befriending a young woman, lying about her affiliation with said business, and supplying the young girl with drugs at said business, that sounds like it's been ripped out of some sort of trafficking handbook. But again, people were like we don't really know the relationship between Sarah and Anna. And let's say an employee did that. She could have just been a weird employee that does drugs. It's not representative of the club. And it's just what happens at the Burning Sun. There were other rumors that Burning Sun employees had undercover doctors to be around just in case a VIP or someone in the club overdosed on drugs so that these doctors would be available to try and resuscitate so that no one would get busted for drugs. This is a very speculative rumor, so take it with a grain of salt. But later with everything that comes out, it's not completely unbelievable. All in all, all these people that were coming out with their stories of the burning sun, they're getting brushed off. So of course, if the police, if their closest friends and family don't really take them seriously, why would they go to a bigger audience and tell the world, hey, something weird is happening at the burning sun? It almost became normalized for alarming stories to come out and people would just laugh it off and say, "Ah, Burning Sun is crazy. So let's talk about the business model of the club. The Burning Sun club was attached to an upscale hotel. It's called Hotel Le Meridia. I'm trying to pronounce it in the French way. And uh, both club and hotel are going to be linked in a really dark way later. Burning Sun's business model was that once those club doors open and patrons start flowing in, two separate business operations are going to be running at the same time. The legal operation and the underground VIP operation. The legal operation runs like most popular high-end nightclubs. Weekends, there are lines wrapped around the building. Every young adult wants to party at this exclusive nightclub. It became a lifestyle brand. Even if you weren't necessarily having fun at the burning sun, just by taking a picture and tagging it on your Instagram story meant that you were someone. Not everyone could get in, and that's why everyone wanted to get in. Of course, like other clubs, guys had to pay a cover fee to get in. But if you were a tall, attractive, Young woman, you would get in for free. Side note, I'm not a club goer, so this doesn't really impact me either way. And I'm not saying that women shouldn't get into clubs for free. I think women should be allowed into a lot of places for free, like the boardrooms. But we are a capitalistic society. And at the risk of sounding dramatic, if you are not the one paying, you are the product. A bunch of guys wanted to go to the club because they knew Burning Sun had high standards for women. So only the prettiest girls got in for free. A bunch of girls wanted to go to the club because they knew that in order for guys to enter, not only did they have to pay a cover fee, but Burning Sun also attracted a certain kind of man. And usually, if you saw a guy at a VIP table at the Burning Sun, that meant that he did very well for himself. And then, of course, there were just the people that were curious about what the hell was going on inside. So they're like, let me just go once. So within the first few weeks of opening, Burning Sun made around $1.4 million. After six months of being in business, their earnings doubled. And that's just the legal side of their business. I would imagine they're bringing in a lot more money with their underground business.
0: When did they open?
1: 2017, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cover fees are a small source of the legal income. The main moneymaker for the club's legal business was alcohol packages, VIP tables. Burning Sun made the money spending experience fun and lavish. If you purchased an alcohol set for your table, beautiful women in short dresses would come with sparklers and bottles parading around you to let the whole club know that you just made a horrible financial decision. They had five main sets: the Heaven set, which included five bottles of champagne for ten thousand dollars; Continental set A, fifty thousand dollars for eighty bottles of Dom; eighty, I don't even know. Wait,
0: so the Heaven set is the cheapest one?
1: Heaven set is the cheapest one. Oh, yeah,
0: for ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow.
1: Continental set B included thirty bottles of Jay Z champagne, and it's fifty thousand dollars. Continental set C. 40 bottles of a different high-end champagne, $50,000. And lastly, the most expensive set was called the Mansoor set. Apparently, it was named after the vice president of the UAE, who is known in Korea as a world-class rich person. That's what they call him, literally, a world-class rich person. His net worth is $30 billion. So yeah, I would say so. He is a world-class rich person. He's part of the royal family. Oh, I
0: see, I see, yeah.
1: The set comprised of 22 bottles and it was priced at 100,000 dollars. It's alleged that Li made up the Monsour set for fun, thinking nobody's going to spend 100,000 dollars, but people did. There was one Taiwanese businesswoman that would come in and blow 200,000 dollars in one night.
0: A businesswoman
1: well, some sources report she's a businesswoman. I would say most sources report her to be the housewife of a, of a businessman. Um, yes. Okay. She would later become an investor in the club and Sung Lee's bottomless purse. side note about her I don't know if she saw the future of the business that's why she invested and spent so much time at the club or if she just had a love for Big Bang I kind of get the feeling that she's just obsessed with Big Bang she would bring her luxury designer bags to be signed by Big Bang members it just seemed like she was a super rich fan Mm. So we went over the legal alcohol menu for club goers. But in order to experience the full menu of the burning sun, you have to be a consistent VIP. This is going to open you up to a whole new world. When a VIP walks in through the door, first of all, they get a separate entrance. And if you spend around $10,000 a night, you get two guards to accompany you. And they are also kind of like your butlers. The employees in the club know when a vip walks in and they all cater to that person all night long making sure that everything they could possibly want under the sun they've got it vips want to do drugs even though it's highly highly illegal in south korea no problem there's a vip bathroom at the burning sun where allegedly drugs could be taken orally but also through the vein if that's what the vip clients wanted full service Side note, a lot of these employees would spend their time working as merchandisers. This is a very important position at the Burning Sun. So most merchandisers at like most establishments, they need to keep inventory of the alcohol. Make sure the bartenders are giving top shelf alcohol for someone that orders it and keeping the house vodka to the house vodka orders. Making sure that they always have champagne bottles in the back for the alcohol sets. Do they have enough straws, cups, glasses? They're in charge of all the merchandise, right? Inventory. Mm -hmm. But there's another side of merchandisers working at the Burning Sun. And we're mainly going to be talking about them moving forward when I talk about merchandisers. They are there to provide all other products, quote, products for the VIPs. The regular merchandisers take care of the alcohol, the food, the napkins, the crystal glasses for the whiskey. The VIP merchandisers are almost like personal shoppers, personal concierges, butlers for the night. And they usually try to plan ahead for the VIP's needs over the weekend. On Thursday, every merchandiser from the Burning Sun sends out text messages. The regular merchandisers will send out the weekend specials to the regular clients. About imported champagne that they just received that's on special. Or a new claw-footed bathtub filled with ice and champagne. Or a new party theme with cover fee being slashed in half. Or a new DJ that's going to be featuring this weekend. The VIP merchandisers will send out similar text. This week's specials are almost like a restaurant's weekly specials, catch of the day at supermarkets. But instead of promoting cover fees being discounted or alcohol sets being on special, they were sending pictures and videos of women. All unconscious women. They were naked and had just been essayed by other employees or VIPs. The merchandisers believed that these women, these victims could be victimized again. So it's just a matter of which one the VIPs wanted. Under each picture or video of a girl was a price to drug and essay the girl. They're selling essay. They're not even selling sex. They're selling rape.
0: So they're gonna what? Lure Lure the
1: girls back in.
0: Wow. So they
1: get their numbers usually the weekend before when they're drugged and lure them back in. And just like how the alcohol specials changed every week, the girls changed every week. The merchandisers would text the VIP, you can have sex with this one. Or how about this one? Or you can rape like this, a kind of playing rape like this. So they're referencing videos like you can also do it like this. Or text that read, I can make you a reservation guest. If you come, I can get you this girl. If there was more than one VIP client that wanted the same girl that weekend, they would open a bid. The clients would bid auction on the woman who had no idea that any of this was even happening. Many of the club investors and VIP clients were wealthy businessmen from other countries. So there were a lot of rich Chinese, Japanese and Thai businessmen who would travel for work to Seoul and they would stop by the burning sun to let off steam. The merchandisers were really good at knowing exactly what kind of girls each of them wanted. They always stated that the Chinese VIPs really liked Kangnam Onnis. So Kangnam is like the Beverly Hills of Seoul, and Onni means older sister. It's a really nice way of saying they like faces with a lot of work done. So when they knew that a group of Chinese VIPs were coming in, they would send them the weekly specials filled with Kangnam Onnis. It's like none of the VIPs wanted sex workers. That's the part a lot of netizens were infuriated by because regardless of how anybody feels about sex work, if it is between two consenting adults, there is a level of understanding there. There is a transaction that's being made. And in the best, best case scenario, it's a win-win. Both parties get exactly what they want. And I say that in defense of the sex workers, right? Because usually they get the shorter end of the stick. Now, anyway, it would be a bit more acceptable if this club was illegally running some sort of brothel. But that's not what's happening. They're straight up sex trafficking. I mean, this is like human trafficking. None of the VIPs wanted sex workers. They wanted a girl next door, truly did not know that she was getting drugged and being filmed while being sexually assaulted. They wanted victims. That's what they wanted. But let's say they didn't choose a girl through text ahead of time. They showed up without advance notice. The merchandisers would go out and pick out the girls that they felt best suited the VIPs types and bring them into the VIP room.
0: So they just walk around on the floor.
1: Yeah. And just any girl that had come to spend money at their establishment, a potential victim. Or the VIP would already have their eyes on a girl or two in the club and they would just be brought in. They would request, I want that one and that one. The employees would go drug those girls and bring them in. And just to reiterate this point home, sorry if it feels redundant, but it is a huge part of this case. These women that they're picking to bring to the VIP rooms are not employees of the club and they are not sex workers. And I don't say that to say employees or sex workers are not as important, but I'm saying if it was an employee or a sex worker, they would be there for work. Like these women literally came as customers, have no idea that they're being chosen to be victimized. They're like Minjung, just hanging out with friends. The assaults would either happen right in the VIP rooms or upstairs in one of the hotel rooms of the La Meridia. And the hotel also happens to be an investor in the club. So there is a question of how big and how well thought out this operation was from start to finish. The hotel owns close to 50% of the club. Okay. The speculation being perhaps that was the whole point that Burning Sun was created Mm. for this reason. It's not a club that happened to fall into sex trafficking, yeah, but rather partnered. a front for sex trafficking. Hmm. I think the unsettling thing about this case is both operations were done pretty out in the open. This is a club. It's not like one of those money laundering schemes where a front is a churro shop and behind the scenes is God knows what, we'll never know because the public will never see it, hear about it, know anything about it. But with Burning Sun, they're running these operations in front of all the club goers. I would liken this to the feeling of going to a supermarket, shopping for beef, not knowing that there are security cameras watching you and another group of people behind those cameras shopping for human meat like that's the feeling i'm sure and because nobody really knew what was going on inside the burning club aside from victims who were staying quiet out of fear people were lining up fighting paying to get into the burning sun a place that would turn out to be a literal hell for the victims and it all gets exposed by a 29 year old man by the name of kim sang gyu we're gonna call him kim for the rest of the story November 24th, 2018. Kim went to Burning Sun with a bunch of his friends. It was his friend's birthday. They're all there to have a good time. It also happened to be the first snow, which is a very special day in Korea. We're supposed to make a wish and spend it with your loved ones. It's a very cute, romantic day. So Kim decides to go outside. He's in the Burning Sun and the snow starts falling. So he's like, oh my God, I'm going to go outside just quickly to see the snow. He kind of parts with his friends and on his way out, he sees a woman half passed out, Barely conscious, being dragged out by a man. She looks like she's trying to grab onto passerbys. She doesn't want to leave. Uh-huh. It's clear this is not consensual. She clearly wants help. So Kim decides, I'm going to help. He decides to block the man from taking this woman. And this man happened to be a VIP client. And the employees of the Burning Sun did not take well to Kim standing in the VIP's way.
0: Wow. So they're like blatantly.
1: Oh, in front of people. Wow. Yeah. The employees also did not appreciate that Kim was now standing in their way of making a fat tip. So they drag Kim outside in front of Burning Sun CCTV cameras into the snowy road and they start beating him. They start pummeling Kim. The club executive was one of the main perpetrators. He trips Kim with his foot, grabs Kim by the hair to hold his head in place, uses his other hand to punch him in the face repeatedly. It was getting to the point where even one of the bouncers was like hey let's chill out a little bit on this customer but this this executive is not listening another bouncer jumps in to help hold kim in place so it's easier for the club executive to hit him at one point the club executive even walks away from kim who's on the road just sitting there because now he has three broken ribs it's painful to even try and get up this is not a light beating The club executive walks over to his little bouncers, takes off his jacket, only to walk back over and continue beating Kim. Then when he's finally done, he just walks back into the club with the bouncers, leaving Kim on the ground. Kim is confused, scared, but also, rightfully, really, really, really pissed. He calls the police who gets there 12 minutes later and he's explaining to the police what happened. And he's pointing at the CCTV cameras like, hey, it's all on there. Everything that happened, you're going to see it on there. So go look at it. The police don't really do anything. And Kim is like, what are you doing? I said the person that did this to me is in there. He went that way. So go into the club and find him. They're still not really doing anything. Frustrated, Kim kicks the trash can in front of the VIP entrance and they still don't do anything. Finally, officers decide to go into the club, leaving Kim outside. They talk with the security. They talk with the club executive that beat up Kim. And once they get back outside of the club, they arrest Kim. They tackle Kim to the ground and arrest Kim. They handcuff him from the back, which I imagine is quite painful as he has three broken ribs. Employees are oddly seen helping the police arrest Kim, which is just really suspicious if you think about it because
0: yeah 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 exactly what even if hell? some
1: even if a client did something wrong and they're getting arrested on the premises why would you help like y- there's enough cops already yeah kim would state that as he's being dragged into the police station the officers intentionally tripped him and since his hands were handcuffed behind his back he had nothing to break his fall except with his face
0: A officer tripped him
1: yeah He had busted his face, had a severe nosebleed. He claimed the police also kicked him and hit him several times where he had already broken his ribs. He had several broken ribs and they still refused medical care. He was seen at the police station yelling, Sing Lee's Club, you guys got money, they do hard drugs, and they do marijuana in there. January 28th, 2019, Kim starts going on interviews and making posts about what happened to him inside the burning sun. His main accusations were women are being drugged at the club. Police are getting paid by the club to look the other way. He said screams could sometimes be heard coming from the VIP rooms of girls begging for help. These are masked by club security, and then the paid off police department nearby protects the club from legal liability. The police aren't here to protect the public, they're corrupt. Kim started a Blue House petition, and it received more than 200,000 signatures in just one day. The petition detailed specific drugging and assault cases that allegedly happened within the Burning Sun Club, as well as their sketchy and corrupt relationship with the local city police. It gained so much attention, the president at the time promised to have his team look into it. But when the Blue House looked into it, the police just turned in random reports that Kim was committing sexual assault in the club. They argued, look, Kim is the one that was essaying people in the club. He was caught, dragged outside by employees, and beaten. Should he have been beaten like that? No, but the employees just really hate scum of the earth essayers, you know? So we came out, and we arrested the guy. With this, all the news outlets started reporting Kim as some sort of sexual criminal, which... It's a whole long story we're going to get into later. But The Burning Sun even came out with an official statement stating Kim was an offender and they had no choice but to kick him out. To support their statement, they submitted two complaints from women who allegedly were sexually assaulted by Kim at the club.
0: Wow, they are really just fabricating a whole reality yeah, out of nothing. And, wow, And it's working. Yeah. Come on, how do you compete with that?
1: Suddenly, the story very quickly becomes... A he said, she said situation rather than a very serious allegation of sex trafficking inside of a club. But netizens did notice something strange. The person who filed a complaint against Kim saying that she was sexually harassed by him at the club was an employee of the club. Not saying that they can't be sexually harassed by clients, but like she was a merchandiser at the club. It was Anna, the drug runner. Mm Mm hmm. People didn't know that yet, but still, it was just weird. Right after he alleges that there's an underground ring happening at the club, an employee of the club says that he is the -er, Mm essayer. Kim said that he was charged unrighteously and inaccurately on seven charges, including defamation, indecent acts, criminal battery, and more. And our team tries really hard to not make something about something that it's not, right? But there was a feeling... By the K-Netizens and by a lot of people that had gone to the Burning Sun. Okay, a man has spoken out about the club. Mm -hmm. And sure, it's kind of a he said, she said situation. But a lot of netizens were still on this man's side and supporting him. And it kind of felt safe enough for women to come forward now. Because if it had been a woman whistleblower to this, there had been other small cases of women trying to anonymously come forward that something weird was Mm. happening at the burning sun. They were slut-shamed to hell and back. But now that there was a male at the center of this whistleblowing situation, they felt like, okay, maybe we can also help bolster his story because we have our own stories about the burning sun.
0: Damn, that says a lot.
1: Yeah. A lot. I mean, just like the crime itself says a lot about the violence against a certain gender. And then this just reiterates that. So, you know, like I said before that, it was people like Min Jung, people who are getting slut shamed, victim blamed. And now a man comes out and they're like, okay, maybe this is our chance to expose what's really been happening. So because of Kim, a lot of anonymous women start coming forward with their stories of the burning sun. Many of these stories would confirm Kim's allegations of police corruption because many of these women reported their essays to the police and they did nothing. It was revealed that the drug most commonly used to essay women at the club was GHB. It's called 물풍 in Korea. Well, at least that's what most commonly used slang for it. It's also called liquid ecstasy or the fantasy drug. It is the most commonly used date rape drug even here in the U.S. It comes in a clear liquid form or white powder that becomes completely dissolved and invisible in liquid. It is odorless, tasteless, and colorless. There was a journalist who experimented by taking GHB herself under the care of a doctor. She was so loopy. She alternates from being passed out to being awake and like writing things on her hand and talking about her mom. She doesn't remember a single thing. None of it. But that's not the only damage. Long use of GHB can result in poor memory and even brain damage. If you take a lot while consuming alcohol, it could even result in death. The victim usually starts becoming semi-conscious just from one sip. It's like the lights are turned off suddenly, but it can't really be detected that well. It's often compared to a state of dementia. You can walk around by yourself, but you don't remember walking around and everything feels separated from your own free will. At the burning sun, some employees would request to be brought zombies for VIP room three, for example. They'd be like, okay, we need zombies in room three. Because GHB makes the victims able to walk and talk, but they're not there. They're not making any decisions themselves. So they know that these victims are either entirely unconscious or their cognitive abilities are all heavily affected by the drug. So they know damn well that there is no consent that is given. And the worst part of GHB is that the drug is basically untraceable. I mean, yeah, it's not untraceable, but it's not for long.
0: So that's how the girl
1: tested negative. Yes. So depending on the person, the drug can be completely metabolized anywhere between 5 to 24 hours of use. Meaning, if you go home feeling like something very sinister happened, you feel like, okay, I need to get my thoughts straight before I go to the police station because I can't walk in there and say, I don't know, something happened, I don't know. But by that point, the drug could be completely out of your system.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And you would be labeled as a flower snake in Korea. A flower snake is a term for something that doesn't really happen that often, so I don't know why there's a whole term for it, but it's referencing a woman who seduces men, sleeps with them, and then wakes up the next morning, deciding to sue them for money. In Korea, the drug is often described with this phrase, I did this action, but I don't remember doing this action. Which I think is a really good indicator of how hard it is in a place like Korea to prove that you've been drugged and assaulted and have the police take you seriously. At this point, everything starts snowballing. It went from a man was being assaulted and maybe a single VIP was assaulting a woman or at least trying to, then it snowballs into no, they are running a sex trafficking ring and there are many, many women getting drugged and assaulted by many different VIPs and the employees are all in on it. And the big question on everyone's mind, which yeah, I don't know if it was the most appropriate question at the time, but it was, how much of this did K-pop idol Lee Seung Lee know about it? As one of the co-owners of the club, people wanted a public statement from him ASAP. Did he or did he not know that his employees were running a rape business at his club? Sung Lee's dad did an interview with Media First, where he claimed Sung Lee was blindsided by all of this. He stated that his son had businesses everywhere, and he's still an idol after all at the end of the day. These businesses are not his main business. As much as he wants to be super involved at The Burning Sun, he just didn't have the time. And now, now he's super shocked and disappointed just like all of you, the public. The dad said, and I quote, there's too many speculative articles about this burning sun case. They're only taking the other side story, and it's unfortunate that they're only focusing on that. Just because it's called the hung Lee Club does not mean that my son was directly involved with the things that had happened. He would later go on to insinuate that the media just wanted to attach Seung Lee so heavily to the crime because it makes for a better story, makes for a better headline. The dad even went on to say that Seung Lee didn't even own the club anymore and that he wasn't in a position to give instructions or give orders at the club. He had a CEO in place for that. So Seung Lee is not the CEO of Burning Sun, just a co-founder. His dad goes on to say, I talked to Seung Lee today. He said his fans and everyone will want to hear an explanation. He sounded like he was having a hard time. He can't help but feel misunderstood. My son is not in a position to directly work at Burning Sun. He's rarely in Korea and he's busy with his ramen franchise. Yeah, he has a ramen franchise and solo concerts abroad. This time, I'm sure he really felt the burn. It's unfortunate. But last month, he received the 2019 Korea Consumer Evaluation Best Brand Award. But none of that was covered by the media. Instead, it comes out as if he's a criminal. His true intentions will be revealed through the investigation, but it's upsetting that even before the results come out, he's accused of doing hard drugs, he did a drug urine test because of this issue, and the results showed nothing was wrong. My son feels wronged. Fake news is being spread by the media. He's not a child that could hurt others. My son is having a hard time, especially because the media is making things up. My heart hurts too. Then Sung Li did an interview of his own where he stated he never bribed any police officers or a police station. He stated, even if he wanted to, he didn't have that much power. He was basically just a boy that sang on stage. He said that all he did was lend his name and fame to help the club gain more foreign fans and have more club goers come. And sometimes he would DJ at the club, but that was really his involvement in the club. He said, I don't even know the financials of the club. Yeah. Hmm. He goes on to throw his business partner of Yuri Holdings, the company that owns 20% of the club, that is co founded by Sung Lee. So his dad is saying, Sung Lee, my son, doesn't even own shares of the company of Burning uh-huh. Sun. And like technically, Sung Lee doesn't own shares of the Burning Sun, uh-huh. but he owns a company called Yuri Holdings that owns 20% of the club. Wow. And Sung Lee is like, you know, I heard that my business partner, was talking about women and asking for women and trying to buy sex. And I tried to stop him, but he wouldn't listen to me. And I don't really hold that kind of power over a business partner. So there's nothing I can do if that's an adult, you know? Throws him under the bus. Sing Lee promises to the media and to the public that he's going to do anything to help with the investigation. And he wants the truth out there as much as anybody else. Of course, their responses make the case blow up more. But on top of that, the business partner that he threw under the bus is actually married to a then very famous actress by the name of Park han So he's like, hey, you know that actress? Well, her husband is like looking for sex workers. Mm. So of course, the case blows up even more, right? But at least Sung lis fans are super relieved. They felt like, whew, we dodged a bullet. Sung li is still good. He's still the guy that we know and love. Other people doubted that. They thought Seung Lee knew exactly what was going on. He's the great Gatsby of Korea. And just like the great Gatsby, Seung Lee has a raging inferiority complex. To give you context on Seung Lee, he was part of a five person K-pop group called Big Bang. And I feel like for anyone who knows even a little bit about Korean entertainment or even really Korean culture at this point, Big Bang is just one of those groups that needs no introduction. So I'm gonna try and keep it brief for those that are just not in the K-pop world. Big Bang is like the one direction of K-pop, meaning they will always be remembered at one point as being one of the most iconic boy bands in K-pop history. I'm not saying right now, I'm just saying at one point they were. And I'm not saying that they're better than your faves or even like they paved the way or anything, but they were really, really popular.
0: Yeah, like between what, 2008 to 2012, like They dominated the world.
1: Dominated. Yeah, Yeah, it is unclear how much revenue the group generated, or at least we couldn't find out an exact figure. But we did find out that they brought in $800 million in ticket sales for their concerts during their career. That's probably a very small cut of the overall revenue that they generated. That's not including album sales, streaming revenue, appearance fees, ambassadorships, royalties from music. That's just concert sales is $800 million dollars yeah. so they're an influential group and Sungli Lee always felt like the black sheep of the group it's pretty evident in hindsight that he had an intense inferiority complex while he was part of Big Bang and it does seem like there were a few pain points for him Sungli Lee applied to be a trainee for the K-pop group that would be later Big Bang there was a series of cutthroat competitions till a group of boys was narrowed down they just wanted five members everything was ruthlessly judged and criticized by YG who is picking the trainees. They had four members already picked and it was down to the last spot. Li and another boy were competing neck and neck for it. Li barely made it. It was so neck and neck. It was like, nah, I guess we'll go with Seungli. It wasn't like, oh man, he won by a landslide. That was so good. He really stood out. It was such a close call. And that type of complex, he felt like, I'm not as good as the other members. YG was so certain on the other members but for me it was kind of mm-hmm. it was kind of iffy now that kind of complex doesn't necessarily make someone a bad person fans actually fell in love with Li for the sides of him that were shown they remember during the early days of Big Bang there were reality shows that they would do that showcased what their lives were like as trainees and they would all be crammed together inside these very not so great apartments that the company was paying for They would have to clean up after themselves, after training and dancing for like 18 hours a day. And Seung Lee being the youngest of the group. In Korean culture, that means he has to do a lot more chores than the others. He has to do things like wake everyone up, which is harder than you think. The oldest of the group, top, he refuses to wake up. So it's standard to see Seung Lee go into the kitchen, grab pots and pans to bang together to wake up his young. Another member would start vacuuming the wall on top of Top's face to try and wake him up because he's just, I guess, a heavy sleeper. And it's kind of like a heartwarming moment. It's relatable, it's funny, and considering how young the boys were at this point, it was endearing. But Sing Li was always being compared to his other bandmates. I would say I remember, and this is just from memory and not research, G Dragon, Top, Taeong, like they had so many stands from the people yeah. that I knew personally. Sing Li just didn't really have a lot of stands from what I remember. He did seem to get a good chunk of hate comments. People joked they didn't like the size of his head, that it was really big. They also said that his legs were too short and that other members were very good looking, but Singly was, um, had a relatable looking face, they said. He said he especially didn't like the comments about his head because, and I quote, It's not like I can get a head reduction. But even that moment is a good example of why a lot of people started to stand Singly. He seemed like the underdog and he was not shy to show that he was vulnerable. And he wasn't like trying to be like, I'm actually really good, guys. He was embracing it. He's like, yeah, I am the ugliest of the group, but what am I going to do about it? Right. He said he was always anxious about never having enough money. And he said G-Dragon earns extra money from songwriting and rights to the copyrights of their songs because he's writes a lot of their music. Top does acting in movies and dramas. Taeyang does solo albums and concerts. Seungri said that he was anxious because all of them were so diverse in their earnings and their income. And he said, I am making, quote, 1% of what G-Dragon is making. (laughs) Wow. And like a lot of people with a potential inferiority complex, he starts overcompensating. It felt like he's desperately trying to make something work. And I just want to make it clear I'm sure his idol life, like a lot of idols, if not every idol in South Korea, is cutthroat, is hard, potentially miserable, and rough. But from what we can tell, the man is not starving. He's not paycheck to paycheck. So when he's saying I'm making 1% of what G-Dragon is making, he's not out here working a restaurant job after his training. Like, he's doing He's
0: talking about, like, at that point, if Top is doing acting and solo, like, they are already popping at that point.
1: Like, he's a millionaire. Yeah,
0: he's killing it, like, as a part of Big Bang. like.
1: But he kind of made it his personality, and a lot of fans felt bad for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's I like, see.
1: I just want to preface, we don't need to feel bad for him. He's but his
0: image despite. at that point is just like this soft, good boy, like very like little, you know, very soft yes. energy. It, people love it.
1: People love yeah, him. Yes, a nice
0: guy, nice guy image.
1: Yes. He said he just wanted to keep up with other members. So he learned English, Chinese and Japanese. He opened up one of his first businesses, a training camp for idols. A lot of big names came out of there. A lot of big names.
0: Huh. So he did a training camp. Mm-hmm.
1: Huh. Yeah. I was going to list some names, but I don't even want them to be like associated with Sing Lee. But like a lot of big names came and they don't even know like Sing Lee and they're not connected with anything that he did. But just in case. Wow. But yeah, lots of big names. Closed down after a few years because one of the teachers had gotten romantically involved with a student. Not a good look. He moves on with other business ventures. And by 2018, he finally made a name for himself outside of Seung Lee of Big Bang. He was hosting multiple talk shows, going on TV shows, acting in dramas, doing promotional activities for YG Entertainment. That's the agency that created Big Bang. He calls the founder of YG, Mr. YG Entertainment himself. He calls him Appa, which is dad, because of how close they are. He started a Belgian waffle cafe for his mom to run. He co-opened a restaurant called Monkey Museum in China. He had a ramen franchise called Ayori Ramen, and it had multiple locations in Korea and even a branch in Kuala Lumpur. He owned 10% shares of a cosmetic medical company called Dr. Golderm. He was serving as a brand ambassador for a new music label launched by Sony Music. He was heavily involved in YGX, which is a sub-label under YG Entertainment. He would also go on to build this image of himself as the great Gatsby of Korea, which was great marketing for all of his night businesses, like his bars and clubs. To be completely transparent with you, I am still at that stage in my life where if you tell me, Hey, something's going to make you feel better or something's going to make your skin clear, I'll probably be like, give me the clear skin. But growing up is realizing that you can have both. And I have made it a habit to implement things in my life that let me have both. Did you know that your gut health really impacts your skin health and not just skin? Apparently your gut health can impact your immune system, your energy levels, even your mental health. That is why I've now added my favorite probiotic from Symbiotica to my morning routine. It sounds weird to say, but Symbiotica's health supplements are now part of my skincare routine almost. If you guys don't know, Symbiotica is a supplement company that only uses clean premium ingredients in its formulas. No seed oils, no fillers, no additives, no natural flavors, and no artificial ingredients. Symbiotica also formulates all of their supplements for optimal absorption. For example, I love their vitamin C so much, which is also really good for your skin. If you didn't know, everybody loves it. I mean, it's probably the most popular vitamin C amongst all of my friends and family. We love Symbiotica. Their vitamin C is formulated with liposomal technology, which basically means the vitamin C is delivered to the part of your digestive tract where it can be optimally absorbed. And I just love throwing one in my bag on the go, especially when I'm traveling. Symbiotica makes it so easy to stick to a routine, not just because of their supplements being great and tasting great and making me feel great, but also because they get delivered monthly. That means I never have to worry about refilling my supplements or running out and it's just so easy to pause a delivery or add a new supplement to my delivery. With Symbiotica, I've really noticed an improvement in my skin health, but also I feel like I have more energy and mental clarity. Symbiotica has countless high quality supplements that you can choose from. Sleep supplements, cognitive supplements, anti-aging supplements. If you're not sure which supplements would be best for your specific needs, you can do a short quiz on Symbiotica's website and they'll recommend what you could benefit from. This year is your year. Are you ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code ROTTEN for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. That's symbiotica.com and use code rotten. This is my favorite way to unwind at the end of a long day. I make myself some hot chocolate, I wrap up in my coziest blanket, and I become Detective June Parkett. I don't actually become a detective, but that's how I feel when I'm playing June's Journey. You play as June and the story starts with you flying from London to New York to investigate the suspicious murder of your sister and brother-in-law. But that's just the first in a very long line of suspicious murders. There's so many family secrets, twists, and you get to uncover all of these mysteries through a series of hidden objects games. Like you search for hidden letters or other objects that help you advance in the story. The storytelling in this game is impeccable. I mean, every detail is important. It stimulates you because you feel like a detective. The game takes June literally all around the world, from New York to Havana to Paris, and you get to meet all kinds of characters. I do not trust any new characters at this point because everybody seems to have a hidden motive. And as the story is progressing, you can learn about new characters as you collect bits of information to build your photo album. I also really love the dialogue in this game and just how immersive it is. There are some scenes where you really feel like you are Detective June. There's mystery, murder, danger, even romance. Sometimes it does get a little intense. So if I feel like taking a break from all the crazy plot twists, I go back to my little private island. Okay, it's not little, it's actually huge. It's called Orchid Island, and I get to decorate it in any way that I want. I have a waterfall on my island, and I'm currently making a train station route. There's just something so satisfying about getting to color code everything and make sure all the pieces fit. It's such a cozy yet thrilling game. It's almost as satisfying as puzzling the pieces of June's family's mysteries together because listen, I'm telling you, my husband will definitely find me on the couch later today playing June's Journey. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. So now we have a potential inferiority complex, love for lavish parties, lots of businesses in the nightlife party scene. But still, that doesn't make someone complicit in something as serious as a sex trafficking scheme. Did he really know what was going on? His fans argued, absolutely not. They felt like he was innocent. This is Sung Lee that we're talking about. Do people not remember? A lot of people dug up an old clip of Sung Lee, and it had been on a TV show called I Live Alone. He was talking to another actress. It's a reality show. They're sitting there talking, and the actress recently had a baby. And out of nowhere, she asks Sung I can give you some if you want. And he's like, G- give me what? The soap I use. Breast milk soap. And Sung looks very shocked. Oh, uh, what go- what is What is it made from? It's soap made from a mother's breast milk. Sing Lee puts his cup down to take a few seconds to gather his thoughts, uh, breast milk is very healthy, yeah? Because he doesn't want to offend her, but he still doesn't know what to say in that moment. And it's a really innocent, comical moment. The actress keeps explaining the whole process of how the soap is made, and Sungli Lee is coughing because he's shocked by all of this information, and he's just trying to be polite. So he says, o- okay, yeah, uh, thank you. Yes, of course, I-, I would love some. How many do you want? I have a lot. You can just text me. He's like basically about to throw up some water if he has any in his mouth, and he t- texts you f- t- to ask for the b- breast milk. It seemed like the actress was genuinely having a fun time shocking Seung Lee, messing around with him. And Seung Lee comes off super naive, super innocent, super polite. So fans are like, you're telling me that this guy that's shy when someone offers him breast milk soap is a brilliant mastermind behind a sex trafficking ring? Breast milk boy? Do you know what it means to bomb a chat? mm Usually, friends will start group chats on Kakao Talk, which is like the WhatsApp or WeChat of Korea. And when they're done with the group chat, or if they've said enough inappropriate comments or told enough secrets on that group chat, someone will text, "'Blow up the chat!' One by one, the notifications come in. Blank left the chat. Blank left the chat. And once every single person leaves the chat, everything in that chat gets automatically deleted by Kakao. So it's not like you can leave the chat but still see what's in the chat. It's gone. The chat history deleted along with any videos and pictures sent into the chat. When the Burning Sun group would feel like the chat had gotten a little too incriminating. When they had texted too many pictures and videos of unconscious women, when they had talked about too many VIPs essaying unconscious women, they would periodically text out, bomb the chat, blow it up. Which helps with making sure that if someone's phone is ever taken in by the police, if someone's phone is ever lost, they might see the current group chats that are probably very incriminating. They won't see years and years of incriminating activity. It's almost like an insurance policy to everybody in that chat that they were going to at least cover their asses. And it was in everyone's best interest to bomb the chat, to delete it. or So they thought. JJY was part of these group chats. And some quick context to JJY, um, he's what they call a multiplayer in Korea. He's a singer, songwriter, TV personality. He's known for having this wild, fun personality. So a lot of talk shows love him. He's also very, very good at singing. He never left the chats. He was part of all the Burning Sun chats. He was part of every single Lee chat about unconscious women, selling women, bidding woman. He never left it because he felt so sad to part with all the amazing pictures and videos of women being victimized. So he always pretended to leave the chat last. But the truth is, he never left any of them. He kept each and every single one. And when his ex-girlfriend reported him for taking videos of her without her consent and he would turn his phone in to the tech company yeah. he would be the one to bring the whole operation down
0: wow so even when he did that he thought he can just break his phone and he's good yeah
1: but these wow. are this is, is the tech is so company dumb. that recovered the data from Sewer Ferry victims phones uh-huh. so like they knew what they were doing and they take yeah. their jobs very seriously <sighs> but he was like oh well I basically smashed my phone so it's fine it was not fine even years before this, there was an incident that felt like foreshadowing to everything that was about to happen. JJY was on a show with Chico, another celebrity, and Chiko joked about JJY's golden phone. And immediately, because they're on set filming a show, JJY's face changes for a split second. His, not as, like He drops his face mask, not his literal face mask, but he drops his smile and he has this very sour look on his face. It's very much the stop talking about this look.
0: What's a golden phone?
1: People thought Golden Phone is in these sex videos now, but Chico would later be involved in the Burning Sun controversy because netizens accused him of knowing what JJY was doing on his phone. He's like, you probably saw the videos then.
0: Yeah. Why would he, if he does, why would he put that information in TV, right? That's
1: what Chico is saying. He's saying, guys, I meant Golden Phone Like, sometimes people use it to refer to someone who has a lot of good connections. So if you were to have Beyonce and Taylor Swift on speed dial, you have a golden phone because you have their numbers.
0: Mm.
1: And so he was briefly involved in the Burning Sun scandal. But ultimately, J.J.Y.'s golden phone would bring down some of the biggest names in K-pop. February 26, 2019, the first round of messages are released to the public, and multiple celebrities would go down after the release. Along with investors, the management team, and employees of Burning Sun, there were a few key people in the group chats. Choi Jung-hoon, wholesome singer from FT Island Boy Group. Yeah. Lee Jung-hyun, idol from boy band CN Blue. Kwon Hyuk-jun, brother of Girls' Generation Yuri. JJY, singer, TV host, celebrity, TV personality, and of course, Sung Lee of Big Bang, owner of The Burning Sun. And it clearly shows that Seung Lee is involved. He is texting employees about investors that are coming and he writes, give them everything they want, call the girls over. There's also a guest coming from Taiwan. Employee responds, which girls can we call right now? Oh man, it's the Chinese already? Oh my God. Take care of them so they don't get involved with others. Yes, I will stick by the VIPs. Sung Lee texts, you better do it right and make no mistakes. Another business partner tells the employee, put a boy in there too. Someone who can serve, redacted. A boy who can't speak English, someone like, redacted. Employee responds, okay, we'll do. I'll do the job well. Sung Lee even texts, and which girl are you going to bring? Get the kids who give it easily.
0: Get the kids who gives easily?
1: Yeah, like as in, is easy to essay, is the presumption here. J J Y is randomly in that group chat and he's like, I bet the Chinese like plastic surgery girls. And Sing Li is just like, all right, just do well. Another partner of the business texts into the group chat. I'm preparing the whores right now. So when the two whores come, I will guide them and make sure they end up smoothly with the VIPs in the hotel room. Singly text. Chairman's guests are also coming. I think we need to set up a separate party for them. Let's give them back a hundred times what we received from them. Guys, please look for any pretty-looking girls who can possibly speak some Japanese. Let's pack the place for Christmas. Rather than us having fun, let's experience a Christmas of finding satisfaction and making others happy. This time, let's give the chairman a great time and make him happy for all the summers he sent us yachts with staff and chefs from Japan to Busan for us to enjoy.
0: Bro, like he is the fucking worst Because he's literally masterminding this whole sex ring He is the culprit He is the mastermind behind this whole operation Like he's the worst
1: He's like the ones connecting everyone Like none of this would have even been possible without him
0: Yeah, he's doing this for the money and profit And he's literally selling women for money Yeah Yeah
1: I mean, I feel like a lot of media outlets, I don't know if it's legality or they're just trying to keep it professional. But honestly, he's just straight up, in my personal opinion, like a pimp.
0: Yeah, like a, yeah, worse like a than disgusting, that. Exactly. Yeah,
1: vile trafficking pimp. Like, honestly. Yeah. In another conversation, Sing Lee talks about a girl that he likes and he writes, Redacted is actually art. I admit it. JJY texts, I touch the hell out of her boobs. Her boobs big. They're fake. Singly text redacted is coming. Like a a girl is coming. And JJY says, stop these foreigners from coming. Singly text, you fucking bitch. There are investors. Then another conversation. Singly writes, fuck the party last night was a hit. Another idol says it was successful. Seung Lee writes, that girl, I admit it, I'm fucking hooked. Her older sister is fucking good too.
0: Seung Lee say that?
1: Yeah. JJY text, yeah, her sister was a surprise. There were a lot of hidden gems yesterday. Friend text, but there seems to be hella guys around too. Seung Lee says, we have to steal. Let's all eat domestic girls together in Korea and then get married to foreign girls. Friend text, why is blank so pretty? JJY says, she's the bitch both Mr. B and I ate. LOL. Singly text texts, and I plan on eating her too. Anyone here got her number? An employee of Burning Sun text if you do it with that bitch, it's guaranteed a secret. She's very, I don't know anything. Singly text texts, LOLOL, she has amnesia. She doesn't even remember who she does it with. JJY texts, nope, not amnesia, just R word. LOL Sing Lee text Could be she just doesn't remember JJY is angry He says When she first met me She was all BSing about I don't watch TV So I don't know you But after she got drunk She was whining And asking me to sing for her Sung Lee says Want me to tell you something more funny? Or rather absurd? I opened my eyes And I was like Why am I sleeping with See si Nuna When I was like I thought I was sleeping with These other two girls Where did they go? LOLOL. In another chat, Singli is asking a VIP client about what kind of women they like and the client responds, I'm not sure. South Asian men like white skin, so someone with fair skin and innocent and pretty features or the opposite, just sexy. Girls like blank, blank, and blank who are innocent yet sexy or just a super fancy glamorous girl. Those types of girls. Wouldn't that type of style work? We want over 160 centimeters tall. Thinner. It's not too picky though. Girls from Korea will do. There are other chat logs where it seems like Li is sending girls on trips with VIP clients. He asks a VIP about an Indonesia trip that he has coming up, and the VIP says that they want ones that are under 10 k per person. Li writes, I understand. It's 10 k per person, right, Mr. CEO? He proceeds to send pictures of five different girls, and he writes, Number one doesn't talk that much and kinds of loves money. She also has aspects where she doesn't have much charisma in drinking scenes, but her visuals are great. Cry emoji. In another conversation, J.J.Y. texts the group that he's boarding the plane soon. And he says, I will fuck Korean bitches as soon as I arrive. I'm going to invite them to my house before going out. German bitches have huge asses. His idle friends write, get back safely, fly safe. An employee of the Burning Sun writes, I bet German pussy smell like sausages. J.J.Y. says, not bad. LOL, we had fun. A lot of netizens noted that it's kind of crazy that they're so polite to each other. Even saying things like, get back safely, have a safe flight, we miss you. Meanwhile, they talk about women, I mean, in the most degrading ways possible. Another super controversial conversation involved the idols talking about who Sung Li had sex with yesterday. And they asked, was she delicious? And they said things like, I want her number. And one person wrote, yes, she is comfort woman level. Let me tell you, comfort woman is a very very sensitive topic for most Koreans it is aside from the crimes the most horrifying comment that was found in the group chats
0: Chinese too it's it's a huge problem
1: so to give context comfort woman was one of the worst atrocities that the Japanese government committed towards Korean and Chinese women and a lot of the victims so when Japan colonized Korea along with various other countries in Asia so I don't believe that it was just Korean and Chinese they promised a bunch of of women from all these different countries but we're just talking about Korean women here that they could work in factories to make just enough to barely survive they're like you can barely get by and you can maybe feed your kid but because these women had no other choice nothing else they were basically forced to agree not knowing that the Japanese government never intended them to work in factories they were actually forced into sex trafficking they were locked up and made to be assaulted by Japanese soldiers every single day Comfort women have come forward to say that they were essayed at least 30 times a day while they were held captive. I could go into further detail, but it's very, very depressing. They were impregnated. They contracted diseases. They were experimented on, tortured. So the topic of comfort women is highly sensitive. Additionally, because it's not really something that happened long, long ago to multiple generations before us, many of the comfort women, the victims, were elderly women in Korea. I believe the last few are still alive. Many of them have since passed, but they have yet to receive an apology from the Japanese government. And a lot of the tensions in current time between the Korean government and the Japanese government, not to get too political, is this is one of those things. Many Korean citizens want apologies for the comfort women before they pass on. And the Japanese government has refused to acknowledge their crimes. And here, we have the Korean faces of the entertainment world making fun of comfort women and recreating the tragedy, so to speak. I mean, even if we take out the literal crimes committed in the group chats, even just the way they talk about women, while they have a predominantly female audience as idols is despicable. It's filled with crude, emotionally violent, disgusting comments and jokes. And side note about the messages being released, some people hate the tech employee for not turning in the tech sooner. They state that if it were them, they would have turned it in sooner. And that could be a thousand percent true, especially as a woman, I'm like, yeah, maybe I would have turned it in sooner. Few things to note, police corruption is really bad anywhere, and in Korea it's the same there were already strong indications in the data that the tech employees saw that high, high, high up police officials were involved in the trafficking ring, if you will. So what would you do? Go to a different officer? What if they all answered to the same person? How do you know that person's immediate boss isn't involved as well? and in korea when you mess with the police as a normal person you might be ending your life right then and there they could easily get you fired from your job they could get you outcasted you could lose everything your family your livelihood you would be on the street and guess what burning sun would probably still be up and running and victimizing people and in korea defamation laws are honestly dumb Like they're not even defamation laws. So in the US, defamation is when someone knowingly states a lie about another person claiming it to be a fact. So the basis is you are lying about someone else and you're not allowed to do that, which makes sense. In Korea, it's even if you tell the truth about someone and that someone doesn't like what you said because it hurt their feelings or hurt their reputation, they can sue you for defamation, which a lot of people in Korea even think it's very goofy because that's not really even the definition of defamation. Mm -hmm. But here we are. This employee could have been sued to the point of having nothing but the clothes on his back because they're not even dealing with one celebrity or one rich business owner. They're dealing with a whole roster of them, all cozy with politicians and police. What chance does this tech employee stand? And even if they went through all of that, the burning sun could still be up and running. So I don't know if I would sit here and say, oh my gosh, well, that person is messed up. I do think it is frustrating that they sat on the information for three years while people continue to be victimized. But I think that there's so much cultural societal nuance that goes into a decision like that. And I think that we could technically all sit here and be like, I could never do that. But I don't know. I guess yeah, but don't I don't really It's know. like
0: how powerful are these people? All of these people combined. and. Who can he go to? Like, yeah. really, you don't know. It seems like all the, the per- people in charge are in on this.
1: And technically, he committed a very big crime by keeping the data. Yeah. So he broke the law as well. Now, I will say that when he finally did turn in the evidence after the whistleblower Kim, so he saw that and he was like, I think, you know, along with all the other anonymous women that were coming out, he was like, I think this is the time that people would actually listen and not think that these are fake. He was very smart. He hired an attorney who was also very smart. And they decided instead of handing it over to the police who were foaming at the mouth For this, they handed it over to the Civil Rights Commission office and that is how a lot of it became public because the police would have never made this public, Mm -hmm. which again, I don't know, maybe he could have done that three years ago. Maybe it wouldn't have worked. All we know is, yeah, it's out now. Many of the involved parties continue to state that these text messages are fake. But a lot of these texts are the foundation of the investigation into Burning Sun by the prosecutor's office, which netizens feel like that wouldn't have been the case if there was a question of the validity of them. And the CEO of the Burning Sun even said, If Seung Lee's Kakao messages from three years ago are a crime, aren't all Korean men criminals? Insinuating that all these jokes about sex work and women and all of that is just how men talk.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) Which is the most absurd thing to say ever, but it also does kind of confirm the validity of the chat logs. But to cover our basis, it is alleged for now that these are the real messages between the involved parties. But naturally, netizens had visceral reactions to the released alleged messages. A lot of fans were devastated that they supported someone like this. There were even chat logs that described how JJY and four of his friends took turns on a victim who was drugged. They joked about how she woke up saying she doesn't even remember anything other than having a drink with them. They also talked about how they thought it was so funny they had gang-essayed her while taking pictures. And then the next morning, J.J.Y. went to a fan sign. So, I mean, it's crazy he had the nerve to look his predominantly female fans in the eyes while smiling at them when he had just done one of the worst things that you could do to a woman the night before the SMPA, the Seoul Metropolitan Police Academy, officially take over the case early 2019. Media is all over this case. Netizens want to know who's involved, how much they knew, and they wanted all of them to go down. The shares of the Burning Sun were split like this. 42% owned by the hotel. 8% owned by the hotel's chairman. 20% owned by Taiwanese businesswoman, Lin Samo. 20% owned by Yuri Holdings, which was allegedly set up by Sung Lee, implying that he has potentially 20% interest in the club. But Yuri Holdings was also technically run by his friend, Yuin in Yuin Yoo is also married to a famous actress by the name of Park han Remember I was telling you about her? Mm-hmm. And 10% is owned by a businessman, Lee Munho. ho He was close friends with Sing Lee, and he is said to have been running the day-to-day operations. He is the CEO of The Burning Sun. So all the foreign investors, they left the country and were safe from backlash, including the Taiwanese businesswoman who owned 20% of The Burning Sun. The rest of the Korean celebrities and business owners were left to be investigated. Burning Sun and Sing Lee were also under investigation for tax evasion, which, you know, really doesn't feel that significant compared to the other allegations. But I think that it does shine light on a lot of the things that he was doing. It was suspected that with all of the business from his VIP clients, with the selling of SA, essentially, allegedly, and a lot of the alcohol packages, he would encourage payment in cash. It's alleged that he was evading taxes money laundering you remember the restaurant that he had monkey museum they called it a restaurant but it was like a nightclub he tried to file it under a restaurant so that he could pay less taxes his ramen business was making a suspicious amount of money turns out he was laundering money from burning sun through the ramen franchise it was a whole lot it was a mess like i think it also shows he was heavily involved you know he knew what he was doing so while everybody is being investigated, Sing announces his retirement from the entertainment industry. And it's a very off-putting statement. He's basically like, I think it's a good idea to retire at this point. I decided to retire because the issue has caused so much social controversy and I've been criticized and hated by the public for the past month and a half. And now with all the investigative agencies in the country investigating me, I am being labeled as a national traitor. I cannot allow myself to cause harm to everyone around me just to survive netizens hated his apology it yeah. felt very you guys blew this whole thing into something that it's not so now i'm just gonna retire then i don't want to face your criticism also it had this aura of i don't know what's going on i'm just as confused as you are you know it's like what's going on there were even articles titled the burning sun scandal case that everyone except hung lee knows about He also stated that this would be a good time for him to enlist in the army and serve his duty as a good Korean citizen. And everyone got riled up for that because in Korea, men have to serve two years mandatory enlistment. They're like, the army is not a place for you to escape your reality. So even with all of this, the consequences just weren't that great. I mean, okay, maybe that's a strange word to use. It, it wasn't even comparable, I guess would be a better way to phrase it, right? Some of the more notable sentences included JJY, idol, sentenced to five years in prison. Uh, Choi Jong-hyun, idol, sentenced to two and a half years in prison. Brother of Girls' Generation Yuri, sentenced to four years in prison. Meanwhile, Sung li enlisted in the army and he was able to have a military trial.
0: Wow. He
1: had nine charges ranging from sex work, violent sexual crimes, and then breaking food sanitation laws, occupational embezzlement, things like that. He was found guilty of all nine charges, sentenced to three years in prison. He would have to file to be a sex offender, and he was fined almost $855,000. He appealed. He was given one and a half years in prison instead of three here's a convenient loophole that's going to piss you off. In Korea, if you go to prison for less than one and a half years, you can serve quietly, meaning it's not going to be on your record when you get out. Sing Lee was sentenced to exactly one and a half years. So technically, he missed the cutoff and it would be on his record. Somehow, he manages to get out two days early, meaning that it would be expunged from his record. Oh, and he's spotted clubbing and cheating on women in Bali since then
0: it's on the record now like we're not gonna forget about that and
1: so he has fans yeah there are some people that comment things like he's still young i hope that he can overcome the mistakes of the past and lives an amazing life isn't the rest of his life too long for him to just crumble like this he paid the price of his sins through the law already let's all give him a chance I will say most of the comments are pretty logical and they read, Every country needs harsher punishments for rape and sexual assault. He suffers two years in prison. His victims suffer a lifetime. Two years isn't enough if you ask me. Anyways, if the system doesn't give them what they deserve, society should. Regardless, I think we can all agree that many of the perpetrators got off with much less time than expected. Even corrupt police officers who were exposed of being on the whole thing, they were just either dismissed from their positions... And those were just the lower-ranking ones. The high-ranking officials that were involved, they weren't even dismissed. Nothing happened to them. There wasn't even some sort of PR statement of like, we're going to reorganize the police force and make countermeasures set in place against bribery and corruption. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And all of the VIP clients, they essentially got away with it for SA. And somehow even Kim... Remember the whistleblower who broke three ribs and got Uh punched in the face? He started the Blue House petition. Well, he gets arrested too for allegedly sexually abusing three men and harassing people inside the Burning Sun, which half the people argue Kim is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He did good on whistleblowing the Burning Sun, but he was probably involved in some weird stuff too. And a lot of others believe, no, it's just fishy. Like the allegations against him are just fishy at this point. He was sentenced to a year in prison. But he wow. says that he will be appealing the decision. So it seems like, minus Kim, everyone else got off with a slap on the wrist with all things considered.
0: Unbelievable. The fact that the guy's roaming around, yeah. living his best life.
1: A lot of K-netizens think that it has to do with Korean society of victim-blaming and shaming victims who come out for crimes like this remember the itaewon case that we covered we talked about how some horrible people didn't feel that bad for hundreds of victims who died because they said well why would they go out for a party for halloween anyway it's not a good place for young respectable people a lot of families of victims for Itaewon wanted their names not to be made public because they were scared that their loved ones would be victim blamed. And it was the similar case with Burning Sun. The victims were scared to come forward because they would have been blamed of, then why did you go to a club then? Yeah. Well, that's just the risk you take as a woman at a club. And because there weren't really that many victims that spoke forward at the court speaking directly on the case they got off way too easy.
0: I think the only th- way to come back that is to for society is to speak up more about to support in support of victims, right? Yes. Like that's the only way for other people to realize you're so dumb by saying that. Yeah,
1: Like, like we need to make it yeah, you're we have dumb and to gross. keep
0: talking about it to to yeah. lift up the victims, yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, another thing was It's just really annoying in the justice system that you would think drugging victims to essay them makes the crime that much worse, right? Because now you're doing more things to their body, but it actually helps the perpetrators get away with it in the eyes of the justice system. Because, you know, what's justice, right? It's a way for perpetrators to say, she's not credible because I drugged her, but that's not the point. And it's just insulting and infuriating at this point. In other case-related aftermath news, the hotel on top of Burning Sun was shut down in 2021. The building was sold to Hyundai Construction, and they are now going to change it to be an apartment building. The co-founder of YG, Mr. YG himself, stepped down as CEO of YG Entertainment, one of the big three entertainment agencies in South Korea, because of this scandal. It is stated that YG lost close to $100 million worth of investment money because of the Burning Sun case. And recently, Choi, one of the idols, was released from prison as well. And paparazzi found out which church he was attending with his mom. And they stopped him in the church parking lot to ask him for an interview. And in the footage, he literally, you can hear this man whining for his mom. He's like, mom, like a kid. When you're seven and a stranger comes to the door to ask if you have time to talk about the Lord and Savior. And you're like, mom, that's what he sounds like. His mom walks up and starts clucking away like some crazy mother hen. She states, he wants to live in faith now. What do you want, paparazzi? Why are you making a big deal out of nothing? Do you want to get punished by God? (sighs) Uh. And again, this is to show you the family's character, not the character of people who attend church or are religious. A lot of Christian netizens were commenting like these types of people use religion as a way to shield themselves from their own evil acts. Mm. Other netizens were just shocked by both family members' behavior. They wrote, Calling your mom like that at that age is legendary, but the mom who pops up and coddles over her rapist son is even more legendary. And I will end you with this note. One chilling fact is, you know how a lot of big K-pop groups have names for their fans? So Blackpink has Blinks, BTS fans, are ARMY. Big Bang's fans were called VIPs. They made it to say that their fans are very important people to them. But Singli's VIPs were not his fans. They were his rapists. And I just hope with him being back in the news with these scandals, Burning Sun is never forgotten because yeah. how do you get he away with something like he that? He
0: shouldn't be able to, to have anyone foaming over him or... Yeah. Yeah, he or should never be, able these to, yeah, never be able to make a comeback. He's just yeah. a vile criminal. criminal. Yeah.
1: So what are your thoughts on the Burning Sun? And let me know in the comments and please be safe. I'll see you guys on Sunday for the mini sewed. Bye.